spoil the movie by adding your own commentary. Hello and welcome to Sideflix, a podcast where we see what's in theater so you don't have to, but this time we watched the Oscars so you don't have to. My name is Christian Skillian. I'm Julia Pershing. And there have been better Oscars, I will say. Quite frankly, I wish we didn't have to watch them this year. I know. Like... It's funny because sometimes you think about like the, some of the worst choices the Academy made as far as the ceremony goes. Mm-hmm. I was somehow missing the ceremony where James Franco and Anne Hathaway inexplicably hosted that one year. There is good chaos and bad chaos, and Anne Hathaway, James Franco is good chaos. Yeah, it just wasn't a very entertaining ceremony. Um, that said... To get this out of the way immediately, we shall not be talking about the Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith thing. If you want to hear discourse about that, go to Twitter. Go go to literally any news source ever, anywhere. I implore you to listen to black voices, uh, Mm -hmm. especially black women. Um, Do your own research. I I honestly am... We don't have anything to add. I don't have anything to add, exactly. Um, So I think we should get in and talk about... Barring that, mm-hmm. what made this in not a great ceremony? Because, like, what frustrates me about the Oscars is that it should be treated like watching a play. And mm-hmm. I get so tired of, like, the attempt at, like, relevant humor. You know, it's, like, clawing so <laughs> hard to be relevant, but has never figured out how to get people interested. And this was another one of those examples. I thought it was incredibly mean-spirited. I totally agree with you. Um, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that this is the first, like, real in-person Oscars in, like, two years. Um, I mean, yes, they did it in person last year, but it was such a small ceremony. Like, there were so few people there. Um, oh, Soderbergh train station Oscars <laughs> were weirdly fun, except for the flipping of best actor and um, best picture. Yeah, that was bizarre. That was bad. <laughs> bizarre. I get why they did it, but you you don't know who wins, so you just, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know how teachers all over the country are like, we're just having Mondo behavioral problems because people can't be in public anymore? That's part of what the issue was here. That totally feels true. I mean, from a technical standpoint, there was no real cohesion to any part of the ceremony. Everything felt like bits. Mm -hmm. It was just bit after bit after bit, and none of them fit together in any particular way. They brought back a lot of, like, legacy movies to and cast of legacy movies to present awards. We saw the cast of Pulp Fiction. We saw the cast of Juno. I do think as the Oscars are a celebration of film history as well as film current present day, Mm -hmm. um, that isn't necessarily, it's not a bad thing, but it didn't really fit in with anything else that they were trying to do. And it especially didn't land very well when they cut all of the technical elements. Like they pre-filmed all of the technical awards um, and then spliced in images of the audience cheering even though when they gave those awards prior to the ceremony these seats were empty which was absolutely like what a shame and honestly pathetic because I I want to sit through those awards oh I do I think it is massively disrespectful incredibly to every person who was nominated for those awards um it was a controversial decision when they uh, announced it and the fact that they didn't walk it back was really surprising to me um, I mean, it's another symptom of just how much, like, just how greatly, like, the Academy has missed the mark with trying to get people interested in the ceremony. Um, that comes, you know, they took out those awards, like, kind of 
because to allow for time to add in these fan favorite like fan choice categories which um no immediately no like i well it's just sort of like the way of getting people who are disinterested in the oscars to be interested in it is not by promising that you might show a you know a 10 second clip from a marvel movie like Mm -hmm. the academy has done literally nothing to make the oscars accessible to people and is instead trying to co-opt the success of accessible movies uh, to their detriment, Definitely. because that is not what the Oscars are about. And again, it detracts from the ceremony because you took out the things that you're actually there to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you threw in, again, like Captain America saying Avengers Assemble, a movie that came out forever ago. And he was also just there to, Chris Evans was there to promote his own uh, movie. Yeah, but just like with, on the telecast that, you know. Yeah. It, um, everything bizarre. about it felt like. I I think you know there is a through line. There is a there is a, an order of how awards are given. Mm-hmm. The fact that everything just felt like I was watching a five minute section from a different award show every time the commercial came back. It yeah, it was disorienting. I honestly feel like when we were sitting here watching it on our couch, I had such a hard time paying attention to it because it was not consistent and there was no through line, and so it was so easy to just tune it out. Which is, again, the opposite of what they were going for. Yeah, I agree. And I also think part of that, and I can't believe I'm saying this, this was an Oscars where I needed more of the hosts. I think Mm -hmm. I love Regina Hall. I don't think they gave her a really weird bit where she was talking about like, Taking people backstage to probe them because she's single. Yeah, and and they're handsome men. And I was like, that is really out of touch. Um, I don't know who wrote that bit. Uh, the most consistent person was Amy Schumer. Something I would never have dreamed of <laughs> Me saying. Me neither. I think it would have been better with two hosts. It mm-hmm. would have been better if the hosts did more of the presenting of the categories or introducing the people to present the categories because it felt very much like people walked on stage with no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. More than once, more than once, we had hosts having to point to their, or presenters having to point to their co-presenter to say, that's you to get them to read off the teleprompter. Did they not do a rehearsal? That's certainly what it seems like. And, you know, once I can kind of understand, again, because this is the first time that we're doing this event. Adele Nazim. Like, Adele Nazim. <laughs> um, God, take me back to the days of Adele Nazim. Um, but, like, more than once, it just felt like nobody was prepared or on their A-game or uh, had ever been to the Oscars before. Yeah. And again, even when the hosts were there, like the the comedy was incredibly mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch the Oscars to watch anybody be humbled, honestly. That's not what I'm there for. I want to see people celebrated for the work they've done. And yes, like the Oscars are not a meritocracy. Nobody is ever being awarded on, you know, the actual craft. Art is subjective, but I don't really want to see somebody call Kirsten Dunst a steep filler. Yeah. That was what? It, mm, I again, I'd like to know who wrote that. Um, it was silly and unnecessary. And I feel like oftentimes one of the big complaints about the Oscars is that, you know, Hollywood is so up its own ass and like takes their films so seriously. And I think in the past couple of years, especially with like the fan favorite stuff, they're trying to move away from that to be like, see, we are for the common people. This isn't just about us. Mm-hmm. And 
that's the wrong move. They should just double down. No, it's not even like they should double down. Again, they should make it accessible, like make these things accessible to people. If people don't want to see technical awards because they don't know the difference between sound mixing and sound editing, make that part of the presentation. But that is part of what, like, taking your own award show seriously is about. Yeah, explain why these categories are important, what kind of work goes into it. Don't just, you know, make a weird incest joke about the Gyllenhaals, which admittedly I did kind of find that one funny, but like... Again, like I'm I'm not really interested in the mean spiritedness. The fact that the clips were entirely cut down from all of these movies and didn't seem thoughtful. No. Every time they every best actor clip, I kept on being like that was not the one they should have picked. No. I I don't remember a clip where I was like, "Ah, that was a perfect encapsulation of why this thing is nominated for this award." Yeah. And here's the thing. People are like, oh, but the ceremony is so long. The people who are there sitting there are probably uncomfortable because it's a long ceremony, but they're also at the Oscars, so I don't feel bad for them. Mm -hmm. And the people who are sitting on their couch are on their couches. What else am I doing? I want to be there. I want to experience why we are celebrating these things and filling in like I like filling in like the genuine moments where you could actually reach people and explain why these things are important with like mean jokes is not it actually at the end i think they should have just announced that la la land won best picture (laughs) that certainly would have thrown the entire night out of whack um even though i don't know how much more you could have done that yeah um truly actually and i shouldn't even say that because it is monumentous that coda won and mm -hmm. we will get into that shall we talk about the awards or do you have anything else to say about the ceremony um it was it was a mess yeah, it was yeah. It was a mess. I had a great time watching the red carpet. Yeah, me too. Honestly, the whole ceremony, big high school theater energy. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um great. So let's get into the awards. We're not gonna talk about all of them. Most of the ones that we've left out are just things that we don't really have a lot to say. Like I didn't really see enough of the documentaries to give you an accurate view of that. Neither did I. Or like the shorts or Yeah. Um so we're going to talk about some of the big ones. Um, let's talk about uh, visual effects first. Dune 1. What a surprise. Dune 1, and this was another one of those things where like Marvel snuck into the Oscars, <laughs> even though they were making this massive and frankly embarrassing push for No Way Home, which mm-hmm. was enjoyable, but not the best picture of the year um, to win. I think that even though I am not the biggest Dune fan, I know you love Dune. Um, yes. It, I would not say I love Dune. Oh. I, th- I think it's I think it's a very solid movie. I think it's beautiful. I don't know that it was for me, but um, I think it's a good adaptation. Um, but yes, the visual effects were really good. A lot of them were done practically. It is, you know, the work of Denis Villeneuve's life to adapt mm-hmm. this. Clearly done with care. Um, it was interesting to me that Dune was up for all of these big visuals awards and Denis Villeneuve did not get a directorial nomination. I think that that was a snub, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Jane Campion has had it in the bag pretty much the entire time. But yes, the recognition of a nomination for sure. Yeah, I, I would not have expected him to win. But, you know, everybody gets up there and like thanks him mm-hmm. for all of his work because this has been however many years in the making and it was massively successful. Yes. Yep. I agree. And that kind of brings us toward production design, which Dune also won. You and I both agree that this should have gone to Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. The thing about Dune 
is that it's like a it's a sci-fi movie um and there's a lot of really interesting production design to it but the intricacies and details involved in everything about nightmare alley um just stood out to me way more it's something that i'm going to be thinking about like moving forward i also think guillermo del toro is an is a director who wants you to focus on how things look Mm -hmm. that's kind of part and parcel to all of his movies you get a really intimate view of the production design and his attention to that detail especially makes it shine everything in the carnival all of this beautiful like art deco architecture it it really it really shined for me it's such a strong like visual language which plays into a bunch of other aspects of how a movie gets made but like it's so luscious like it's yeah intimate I think was a great word yeah and and obviously like Nightmare Alley was not in anybody's I think a lot of people did consider that this was going to be at least was in the running for production design, but mm-hmm. Nightmare Alley kind of fell to the wayside of everybody's categories. A lot of people really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just a person who is prone to like things like that. I like the macabre. I The period pieces from the 30s to the 40s are the period pieces I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. I was set up to like this movie. I understand why people don't. Um, but yeah, especially also in comparison to Dune, so much of Dune just takes place in the desert with like nothing else around mm-hmm. whereas I feel like every single part of Nightmare Alley is designed I know that if I go back and rewatch it which is I plan on doing it because I really really enjoyed it Nightmare Alley Nightmare Alley yeah, yeah. um I am gonna be able to notice things through multiple watchings of Nightmare Alley mm-hmm. um and get something new out of the production design every time and I just don't think that Dune falls into that category yeah because I also don't see myself again like I I'm not a Dune person. I do like sci-fi. It just doesn't tickle my fancy in particular. Mm-hmm. I won't re- I won't rewatch Dune, but I might rewatch Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah. And again, like these things are won on campaigns. These things are the Oscars are basically just like, you know, a political popularity contest. So it's not always going to go to the things that we think it deserves, but also if you disagree with us, I want to know. Tell me why you think Dune should have won and did better than Nightmare Alley. Because these clearly we're sitting here being like, well, I love Guillermo del Toro, so we're going to be inclined to like it. Um, brings us into costume design. Cruella won. The costumes I have seen of Cruella are wonderful. I did not see that movie. Why would I? Nor did I. Um, but I will say that the woman who designed the costumes for Cruella, her name is Jenny Bevan. Mm-hmm. And she, this is her third Oscar um she won previously for a room with a view and mad max fury road i think she's incredibly talented and Mm -hmm. so i despite not having seen cruella i was excited to see her being recognized for her work um i i can totally get behind that for sure i also this is another one where i was like nightmare alley could win Mm -hmm. um i thought the costuming in nightmare alley was incredible beautifully detailed but again I am set up to like that stuff. So mm-hmm. subjectivity. Uh, best original song. What a surprise. Okay. I did not. I literally this. thought this was going to be like a fight between Beyonce and Disney and Billie Eilish coming out on top with no time to die was delightful. If it weren't for Troy Kotzer, that would have been my favorite speech of the night, mm-hmm. except for Questlove, whose speech was ruined. Unfortunately, yeah. if you get the chance to go watch Questlove's speech on YouTube, um, Billie Eilish and Phineas 
were so unprepared to they hadn't like <laughs> very clearly were not expecting to win which made it sort of even more euphoric they were elated it was fantastic to see the performance i really enjoyed that billy eilish is incredible live she is an excellent performer and also just a beautiful vocalist yeah which I don't think she gets enough credit for. I agree. Um, and I re- remember we were watching them on the red carpet and, uh, you know, Laverne Cox was asking them about like, well, what was it like to get to do a Bond theme? And uh, Billie Eilish was talking about how when they were kids, that was like one of the things that they would practice doing. What a beautiful little story. Youngest person to ever write a Bond theme. Also goth girl queen. She was wearing demonos on the red carpet. <laughs> An icon. Yeah. Um, that was a, a, a fun moment. I also think it's a great song. I, If I had to pick for that category, I do think that Beyonce should have won for her song in King Richard. Yeah. Um, it uh, is so oh, invigorating. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved the live performance. Yes. Oh, Beyonce's performance was incredible. Um, she was like, I'm not showing up, but I will like kill you all. So. Well, I mean, I think that's like, that was... <laughs> Really setting the Oscars up for failure because what a high ceiling that you then have to reach over and over throughout well, the ceremony. It's funny. Like, literally the first 10 minutes of the Oscars, I was like, this is going great. Beyonce a- performed. The opening monologues were mean, but not, they they went okay. Ariana mm-hmm. DeBose won. I was like, and then after that, off the, tra- off the tracks. It, and so quickly, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, best original song. Delightful mm-hmm. moment. Um a good a good break from the rest of the of the nonsense um cinematography no shock to anybody dune i really think that this could have gone um in two other different directions nightmare alley and power of the dog yeah i actually think that if there i as much as i think that nightmare alley looked great Mm -hmm. i think that power of the dog was definitely going to be dune's biggest competitor and Mm -hmm. i think i had dune on my ballot but would not have not at all have been shocked had it gone to Power of the Dog. Power of the mm-hmm. Dog is one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. It's beautiful. It was my favorite movie of the year, um, without a doubt. Uh, so mm-hmm. I I do see that. Um, I I think I need to go back and rewatch Power of the Dog. It has now been three months. A little while, yeah. And I watched most of the Best Picture nominations <laughs> this week. So it was jam packed. It was jam packed. Um, but yes, I do think that if there was a, a competitor, but I also think that like, yes, Dune looks incredible. I it is that's a perfectly It is um like the first major fantasy picture since the Lord of the Rings that looks like a real place that I could go to. And that means a lot, uh, in that particular genre. Mm-hmm. So Two thumbs up for Dune. I thought it was deserved. Yeah. Um, original screenplay. Went to Belfast to much controversy. Belfast has been very highly criticized. Most people thought this was the wrong choice for the category. Apparently this is Kenneth Branagh's first Oscar, which kind of shocked me. Me too. Uh, he's been nominated eight times, I believe, and this is his first win. Interesting that it was not for an acting category. I, yeah, Or weird. directing, honestly. I did not love the screenplay to Belfast. I didn't mind Belfast. It's certainly not in my top tier of the movies that were up for Best Picture, but I definitely would not have picked it. I think the obvious choice for this category was Licorice Pizza. I agree. Um, and I'm saying that as someone who really, really enjoyed watching Belfast. And while we were watching it, I was like, I'm I'm not surprised that this got a screenplay nomination. I thought the entire category was pretty weak, with the exception of Licorice Pizza and then kind of Belfast. But 
I wish other things had been included in it. I also didn't see the worst person in the world. Um, Which so. is apparently incredible. There are a couple mm-hmm. gaps in my... It's funny. I saw eight out of ten uh, Best Picture nominations, which is not bad, but also I missed probably the two most important ones. I missed Drive My Car and Coda. They're still on my list. I still plan on watching them. Yeah. I Same boat. Yeah. Over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that for screenplay, like, Licorice Pizza was still where I'm where I'm sitting mm-hmm. and you know we've talked about this and we might have talked about this in our licorice pizza episode but just the negative like press and discourse surrounding licorice pizza maybe um, made it kind of unappealing to people but that's frustrating because it's great yeah well and I can also understand what about licorice pizza can make you uncomfortable um but I also think a lot of that press was coming out from people who are like I will never watch this movie mm-hmm well, and it's interesting to have had uh, the former cast members of Juno present that award. Yeah. Um, because I think Licorice Pizza is also kind of like unexpected and, and weird. Um, well, in, that not- was another one of those things. Like when you have the presenters of Juno coming out to give an award to Belfast, which has a significantly weaker screenplay. And I know that a lot of people have a lot of feelings about Juno. There's a lot of, is this movie pro-choice? Is this movie pro-life discourse? I don't think it's... I don't think you can reduce it to that in any way. Mm-hmm. But... Juno has notably a very specific, a very stylized, a very memorable screenplay, and I will not remember a single line from Belfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best adapted screenplay went to Coda. I, first of all, had no idea that Coda was adapted from a French uh, film. A French film, which I would really be interested in seeing as well. Me too. I love when those, like, I, I, I don't always love American remakes, mm-hmm. um, but I do think it is a really interesting way of trying, of sort of examining what was important in the original, what became important in the remake. Mm-hmm. Those are always good comparison things. Good brain exercises. The translation to different cultures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I don't know that, that I have super strong feelings on this particular category because I only saw um, two of the nominated films. Um, so I, yeah. I mean, again, Power, the Power of the Dog was my my favorite movie of the year of the, any of these. I think that it very easily could have won. I did not know that Drive My Car was adapted. I'm, again, still very excited to see this one. This is a mm-hmm. category that I feel a little bit like I have... Like, you don't need my commentary because you don't need comments from people who haven't seen the winning movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think adapted screenplay was a stronger category than... Um, original screenplay because I think that the only real the only the obvious winner to original screenplay for me personally was Licorice Pizza Mm -hmm. um let's talk about our acting awards let's talk about let's talk about Ariana DeBose so actress in a supporting role she won literally all of the the awards that predict the Oscars everybody knew that she was a shoo-in unfortunate not because I don't think she should have won because I do think she should have won, but I wish there had been more conversation surrounding like Kirsten Dunst because I think Kirsten Dunst was incredible. I agree. Um, but yeah, she wasn't, she was the obvious choice. Uh, her speech was incredible. I was very touched. She, you know, I was not jazzed by the West Side Story remake, um, but she is by far the best part of it besides Rita Moreno. Um, and she's a star. Like, I loved her performance. Um, I thought her speech was incredibly touching. She is the first openly queer woman of color to win an acting award mm-hmm. at the Oscars. Um, big moment. It 
the night started out so well. Yeah, and then descended into chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if if West Side Story was going to get any award, it should have been that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, West Side Story was primarily disappointing due to Ansel Elgort giving the performance of a dead fish. Oh, a, a wooden plank. I cannot. Piece of cardboard. And it's like you have... It, and I get that people like to put the big names in the musical movies and then pad the cast with the people who have spent their lives on Broadway. But when you have that big of a disparity in talent or even just commitment to the Mm -hmm. bit, it is really uncomfortable. Rachel Zegler ran laps around him. Oh my God, a delight. And to have Riff, the person he plays against the second most often, Mm -hmm. a former newsie. Yeah. Like there is no comparison in the level of like talent and commitment. Yeah. So, and honestly, like, even though I think that West Side Story looked really good, it's very clearly a, a Spielbergian film. I don't think that Spielberg should have been in the director, director category because if you can't pull a performance out of your main act, your lead actor. Um, but anyway, Ariana DeBose, why am I detracting from the celebration of her win with all of this other West Side Story garbage? She was incredible. A well-deserved win. Her speech was delightful. Again, that was when the night was like a glimmer of hope. Also um, historic because like however many years ago, 60 years ago, yeah, um, Rita Moreno won an Oscar for the same role. Yes. There are only three characters, I think, that have gotten Oscars from two different actors. It was mm-hmm. the Joker and I forget which one else. I don't... It wasn't recognizable. To, I think it was a Godfather character. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but yes, so that, w- that was a great win. Well-deserved. No no critiques i just wish the conversation had been more open especially in 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 terms of they made a joke about kirsten dunst being a seat filler and that is very cruel this was her first nomination kirsten dunst has been a long-standing um just like real performer in hollywood and there's a lot of other things that i think that she could have been nominated for over the time over time mm-hmm. you brought up that she should have been one of the child's best actor noms when she- from interview with a vampire because she's so good in it i and think she's incredible in, vir- in the virgin suicides like i think it's so funny because i remember when leonardo dicaprio won his oscar for a movie that i didn't see but didn't interest me at all and you know when he was nominated that year, the entire conversation was like, it's his turn and he deserves it. Mm-hmm. And I rarely hear that conversation about uh, women. Yeah. In like acting awards. Um, and not to be like, this was her time and she deserves it. But like, she is a, an amazing performer, like you said. And no, you know who we hear that conversation about? Hmm. Amy Adams. Well, that's tr- just the truth. And I think it will a little bit, speaking of Amy Adams, a little bit of that conversation was also happening around Jessica Chastain, mm-hmm. who is Amy Adams to the left. Just, you know, in italics. Yeah. <laughs> in a different font. In cursive. Um, but yes, congratulations to Ariana DeBose. Incredible performance. Congrats. Um, you deserve it. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Actor in a supporting role. This is a monumentous win. Uh, Troy Kutzer in Coda took home this award gave my favorite speech of the night oh truly incredible he is one of he's the only no the second deaf actor to win an academy award behind marley matlin that we've had two really good years for um deaf creators and deaf actors and deaf film uh sound of metal from last year was my favorite movie of the year mm-hmm. if you get a chance i encourage you to um to watch that one as well. I know there was some backlash from other deaf creators and actors about Coda. I honestly can't speak on that. I, from what I've seen, the 
resounding support and love for this movie has been uh, encouraging, and and I hope that it, you know, has broken this boundary, and we have more and more deaf actors, deaf creators, deaf directors, um, mm-hmm. deaf artists in Hollywood. Congrats, Troy. Yeah. That is incredible. It, it is so significant and impactful, and um, I loved watching him get to accept that speech, uh, that award and the speech that he gave yeah Yeah. jessica chastain best actress in a leading role i think her (laughs) biggest competition was penelope cruz a lot of conversation was happening around parallel mothers a lot of people were shocked that it didn't get more nominations and didn't do as well in other award ceremonies um this is one of the things that i'm most interested in seeing of the the few things that i haven't seen Mm -hmm. uh but jessica chastain was the front runner Everyone kind of knew that she was going to win. Predicted by Sebastian Stan on his Instagram story like two days ago. And like, thank God she did, because otherwise, how awkward. I know. Um, I um, did not get to see The Eyes of Tammy Faye, um, but the clip that they shared uh, during, you know, sharing the nominations, um, I thought, you know, she was doing really interesting work. Um, I loved her dress. I thought it was beautiful. Um, And she was just... However, the Gucci dress she wore to the Vanity Fair after party was much better. Like, I feel like she wore her Oscar (laughs) dress to the, to the after party and her after party Mm -hmm. dress to the Oscars. I'm not really sure what the thought making decision uh, process was around there. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was like a good luck thing. She was like, I'm not going to win. Oh, I don't know. You know, like, so I'll wear the dress that I would wear to the after party. Uh, Important to note, her speech was spent Primarily um, talking about the don't say gay bill mm-hmm. in Florida. Say gay as much as you want. Also, Disney apparently came out and was like, we're going to do what we can to repeal the don't say gay bill. And it's like, Disney, you're the reason it passed. You, uh, anyway. Yeah, and then to turn around and be like, this doesn't reflect us uh, as an organization. organization. Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> I trust bus Disney right D- now immediately. I will go to law school and do it myself. Yes. But obviously... Um, uh, LGBT um, acceptance. This has been a huge, and and you know, rights have been a huge thing for Jessica Chastain in her career. Mm-hmm. As far as things she stands for, you know, like a normal person with a heart. That's the things you stand for. Um, but also a big part of the eyes of Tammy Faye. I like. I think that Jessica Chastain can really deliver. Um, I think this is another thing where it's like, could she have won for Zero Dark Thirty? Probably. Mm-hmm. There are other things. I don't. You know, again, this I don't feel like I had a big enough horse in the best actress race. I'm happy for Jessica Chastain. I would have been happy for Penelope Cruz. I feel like it was kind of uh, just an odd mix of nominees. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess because... I don't. I didn't really want it to be Nicole Kidman. No, and you know, uh, it would have been interesting if it had been Kristen Stewart, but like, I don't think very many people saw Spencer, and it wasn't nominated for anything else. Also, it's not like Kristen Stewart is going to be the type of person to go out and put on the big Oscar campaign to be like, I worked so hard to get this movie made, Hollywood, Mm -mm. please vote for me. Like, Kristen Stewart is just there to look hot. She's uh, there to vibe. (laughs) She's just there to vibe. Yeah, I love Kristen Stewart. I think that she is so much more talented than people give her credit for, but you're right. I I did not see her winning. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's move into director. Jane Campion uh, won for Power of the Dog. Crazy to me that the only award out of the 12 the Power of the Dog was nominated for one was directing. You'd think if directing was the award one, there would be more one within that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, 12. 
Yeah. She was my favorite. She's who I wanted to win. Mm -hmm. I also would have been fine with Paul Thomas Anderson, but I think that she's been the favorite for a while, even after putting her foot in her mouth um, during her... Tremendously. What what, what award show was that? Um, Critics' Choice? SAG? I think it was the SAG. Yeah. Yeah. That was embarrassing to watch and behold. But yeah, I mean, The Power of the Dog is incredible. Uh, Jane Campion... I saw a lot of tweets being like so happy that Jane Campion finally won for Bright Star. It does feel a little bit like a lot of her other work is being recognized with this uh, mm-hmm. nomination. We are now back to back female directors at the Oscars win- uh, winning Best Director, which is cool. And this is her second one. Um, I don't it? know if it's her second one. She was nominated for the piano, but I don't know if she won. The other two female directors who have won are obviously Catherine Bigelow and Chloe Zhao. Mm-hmm. Which is, ugh. I, I just can't believe how, like, few women have won Best Director. Yeah, the fact that we are on the, like, 90-something Academy Awards and, like, we can only name three women who have won in that category is mm-hmm. supremely embarrassing. Um, yeah, it was her first one. Yeah. So um, a woman better, been, better win next year, too. No questions asked. Doesn't matter. Like, it, just yes. keep the trend going. Yeah. And, again, I loved The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. Shall we talk about a best picture? We don't want to talk about best actor. Oh, oh my God. I totally skipped that one. It's because I didn't <laughs> want to talk about it. Will Smith won for King Richard. He was the favorite to win. He is not the performance I would have picked. I think that King Richard was um, relatively formulaic. I think all of the performances were really, really good. I it didn't. I don't necessarily... Yeah, Andrew Garfield should have won for that category. I He was my favorite performance this year as well. I also would have been totally fine with Benedict Cumberbatch winning. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand why uh, Will Smith was the front runner for this particular movie. A lot of people had, um, you know, really deep feelings about it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he did win. That's the, like, the fifth time for a, a black man um, to win in that category. Really? I think. Um, yeah, so... That's I, I was impressed news. with his performance. I mm-hmm. I just and I obviously like Will Smith doesn't show up in like he's not phoning it he's in. He's not phoning it in. Um it's just not the performance I would have picked. I think Andrew Garfield this should have been awarded to him. Unfortunately, Tick Tick Boom did not get near as much recognition as I thought it should have. Mm-hmm. I loved Tick Tick Boom. I was really impressed with that being Lin Manuel Miranda's directorial debut. Oh, it it looked amazing. Yeah. Um and Andrew Garfield, I mean, shines. Mm-hmm. It, magnetic in that performance um but I've also seen a lot of people saying well deserved to Will Smith again this is can be totally subjective I think I get like I'm less there I do like sports movies they're just not uh, things that I like return to artistically no and it's not that they can't be artful because I do think King Richard was very artful I Mm -hmm. think a lot of the uh you know directorial choices made were really good obviously the acting was incredible um and yeah, but, like, the thing about sports movies is, you know. We know what happens. You start with the training, and then there's some adversity, and then there's the big thing, and then they either win or they lose, and it's, like, that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I um, I do understand why this is a character study on Richard Williams, but I'm also personally more interested in the story about Serena and Venus. I so. think most, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Um, and, obviously, it was a really interesting moment after he when he won given what happened so mm-hmm. it just it all of it felt odd <laughs> yeah um personally I think that should have gone to Andrew Garfield but 
again, subjectivity. He ran a good campaign. People were very, he was very much the, the favorite to win. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Um, now let's talk about this picture. <laughs> it went to Coda. It did. Congratulations to Coda. Congratulations to Coda. Um, my historic. biggest historic, the worst thing about the kind of all, not the worst thing, because there's been a lot of really bad discourse. <laughs> but one of the things I find most unfortunate about the discourse surrounding the ceremony is that it has completely removed Coda from being the peak conversation. And mm-hmm. I wish that it, we were talking more about this win. Um, you know that my top choice would have been the power of the dog. As would mine. Yeah. Um, for a while, for a while, it felt like Power of the Dog kind of had it sealed, right? Two months ago, I would have been like, well, Power of the Dog is going to win Best Picture. Everybody was talking about it. Yeah. Um, I I feel like anybody who follows film, mm-hmm. if you had asked them, that would have been their their guess and perhaps their choice. Yeah. Um, and then uh, once the predicting awards started happening, Coda was like really sweeping. And uh, my friend Nicole actually predicted that Coda would sweep, but Power the Dog would win, which when she said that, I was like, yeah, I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Coda winning is incredible. Congratulations to everybody who worked on Coda. Again, my favorite movie of the year was Power of the Dog. Two months ago, that would be like two two months ago saying power of the dog is going to win best picture was not a controversial statement not at all moving through you never know how these things are going to go yeah i i have like a kind of specific i have like a ranking of everything i saw mm-hmm. which could obviously which will definitely be upset when i finally see drive my car i still yeah. regret not having seen it before the ceremony yeah um it did win international feature which i think was like a foregone conclusion yes oh I, yeah pretty mm-hmm. much there was kind of no contest mm-hmm. like yeah so um, cool things I want to say about Drive My Car and The Worst Person in the World is they kind of both made their way into the Oscars in more than one category, both of these foreign language films, without it being like a huge, like, campaigny push. Like, mm-hmm. that felt like these films, incredible pieces of cinema, made it there on merit. And when that happens, it's incredibly powerful. And can, like, I obviously drive my car was going to win best international feature. I know a lot of people really wanted it to win best picture. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the other one. I think I feel like it was power of the dog and then it was drive my car. And then it was Coda. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, I think I had power of the dog on my ballot. I think you might've had Coda just because, um, I did not know this, and I can't remember the name of the awards now, but they only award, like, a best picture, and it has predicted the best picture winner for the last 30 years, mm. um, and CODA won. And so I was like, I'm just going to put my eggs in that particular basket, um, because, I don't know, they predicted Green Book winning, which I certainly, you know, didn't have on oh my, my bingo card Talk last year, him. so... That wasn't last year. Was it? No. Last year was Nomadland. Pre- the year before that, yeah. yeah. Um, but they also had Nomadland uh, oh. as winner, so... Everyone knew Nomadland was winning. That was yeah. not that was not a surprise. Not at all. Um, um, but yeah, so those were our Oscar thoughts. I want to know everybody else's Oscar thoughts. Mm-hmm. If you had to, if you were going to hand pick the entire ballot, let me know what you thought was the best picture. Let me know what you thought was the best sound and costuming. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Art is subjective. Art is subjective. And I had a really great time. Art is subjective. The Oscars are political. Next year, I want the ceremony to be four hours long and boring. Oh, God. And I am not I am not bowing at the foot of tradition. I just am. I don't need people being made fun of. No, I don't need um, fan favorite 
clips of Zack Snyder movies showing up. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a celebration of film that extends its hand to get everybody interested in celebrating film. I, I would agree with that. I No am, gimmicks. Well, I'm so happy that like I got to see as much of these movies as I did this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you that the ceremony next year should just uh, be boring and um, explain things to me. Yeah. I'd, I'd love well, that. Well, don't even be boring. Like, I say boring. I don't actually mean boring to watch. I mean, don't work your hardest to make it entertaining in a way that, like, the in memoriam. Mm-hmm. I don't really, like, I don't want to get too much into that, but, like, mm-hmm. it literally felt like the in memoriam they did on, like, 1.5 times speed to get through it. And the in memoriam is not something I want you to get through quickly. No. I would like to sit there and remember these people. Mm-hmm. Um... Bob Saget wasn't in it, apparently, which I didn't notice, but that's, like... Our, our, our like, TV got fuzzy in the middle of it. That's so. true, but I saw some people talking about it. That's sad. So, um, yeah, I think... I think because the Golden Globes didn't happen this year, they were like, what if the Oscars were just the Golden Globes? Um, uh, yeah, the tables <laughs> and everybody showing up pretty drunk mm-hmm. felt very Golden Globes to me. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I again, I don't want it to be boring. I don't want it to be inaccessible. I want it to be something that actually encourages people to be interested in it instead of it being like, and now some comedian is here. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a way to make it happen. Totally. All right, I think that wraps it up. Thanks you so much for listening. Please let us know your Oscar thoughts. You can tweet us at SideFlixPod on Twitter. You can hit us up on Instagram. Um, You guys can listen to our other main podcast. I sometimes forget this is the side podcast. You can listen to our main podcast, One Season Wonders, a show where we talk about shows that only got one season. Uh, We're about halfway through Firefly. We're going to be announcing our next season soon, so that will be cool. Um, if you like MTV's Teen Wolf or are interested in happenings around the Teen Wolf movie, we have an, uh, some updates coming out this week on the Teen Wolf Rewolf. That is One Season Wonders on Twitter, OSW underscore pod, at OSW underscore pod, and Teen Wolf underscore Rewolf. Those are those handles. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen, come find us, come talk to us on Twitter. And other than that, I've been Christian. I've been Julia. And uh, we hope you guys have a good week. Bye. Bye.